Hey peoples, welcome to the podcast. My name is Rich Roll. I am your host of the podcast that bears my name, the podcast where generally, most of the time, I sit down with the outliers, the big forward thinkers across all categories of positive paradigm, paradigm breaking, culture change. And the aim is simple, to help all of us unlock and unleash our best, most authentic selves. This is another installment of Ask Me Anything with my erstwhile co-host, Julie Pyatt, and and wife, all the time. Sometimes wife. wife. Sometimes all the time. Sometimes wife. lover. How's it going? It's going good. Ritual. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining me, and thanks to everybody out there for tuning in, for subscribing to the show on iTunes, for checking out the weekly newsletter, for giving us a review on iTunes, and always using the Amazon banner ad at ritual.com for all your Amazon purchases. Uh, that really helps us out a lot. So, thank. You. We got a great show uh, for you guys today. It's been a couple of weeks since we've done the Ask Me Anything, right? It has. And there's been a, some interesting things that have occurred. Life is happening. We're going to get into in a second. Uh, but before we do that, uh, let's take care of a little business, shall we? We're brought to you today by On. I am a total gearhead. I love researching the latest technology for the sports I enjoy. And I've learned that people often overlook apparel, but what you wear isn't just clothes. It is without a doubt, technology. Technology that can make or break a performance. And I can tell you after spending two full days meeting with the apparel wizards at On Labs in Zurich, that On is innovating in this space like no other with next-gen premium fabrics, and just this heightened level of sophistication and precision and testing and development and intentionality previously unheard of that puts them just miles beyond the competition. I've been rocking On's high-performance running apparel, including the long tees, the weather jackets, even the climate jacket, all super lightweight, tailor-fit, built to move, and just gorgeous to get you out and get it done in fleet foot comfort, no matter the weather. I'm super proud to be a brand partner with this impressive team from increasing product sustainability to improved energy return and impact protection, truly Swiss innovation at its finest. To get you moving, On is offering an exclusive 10% discount. To redeem, head over to on.com slash richroll and use code richroll10 at checkout. We're brought to you today by Birch. If you're serious about optimizing your sleep, listen up. I've spent countless hours researching and testing various methods to improve my nightly shut-eye, and I can confidently say that it all starts with a good foundation. And if your bed is old, if it's uncomfortable, lumpy, then your sleep inevitably is going to be impacted. So it's important to invest in a quality mattress, one that's insanely comfortable, that's organic, sustainably made, and that, my friends, is a birch mattress. Fairtrade and Rainforest Alliance certified with the finest quality organic natural materials like organic Fairtrade cotton, birch mattresses are made with none of the toxic chemicals and off-gassing produced by most major brands. Kind of important not to be breathing that for a third of your life, I'd say. Plus, it's super luxurious. I've been sleeping on Birch for about five years, 
And I'd say it's the perfect ratio of soft to supportive. And the craftsmanship is just next level. I've got one in every room of my house. I love it. Pretty sure you will too. And right now, Birch is giving 20% off all mattresses and two free EcoRest pillows at birchliving.com slash richroll. That's 20% off and two free EcoRest pillows. Sleep better with Birch. We're brought to you today by Seed. Gut health is all the rage. There's good reason for that. I've probably devoted, I don't know, at least a dozen episodes of this podcast to the many, many crucial ways the microbiome contributes to your overall well-being or lack thereof, and to the many diet and lifestyle protocols we should all adopt to promote gut health, from fermented food to fiber and everything in between, including, of course, the importance of supplementing with a probiotic. And the one that I have come to trust far beyond the shenanigans of the supplement world is Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. It's the most solid, science-based, and rigorously evidence-backed probiotic and prebiotic on the market. Formulated for optimal digestion, gut immune function, gut barrier integrity, skin health. In fact, my 16-year-old daughter has been using it to clear up a significant acne issue, and it's been wonderful, as well as many other systemic benefits. Like I said, I've been taking it daily, personally, for years. I love it. My body loves it. And right now, for our listener community, Seed is offering 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Visit seed.com slash richroll and use the code richroll25 to redeem this offer. That's seed.com slash richroll or code richroll25. How are you doing, Julie? I'm doing good. You did a good job on this. Did, did yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna become a trainer, and I think I'm gonna order some golf. Well, pants. there's no risk. I mean, you know, they'll give you your money. <laughs> I back get my if money back if I do that. I, de- I would not get a job. Probably, it would definitely not be hireable <laughs> as a trainer. So they would just be refunding you. You think? Well, we could test the refund policy. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody might hire you as a personal trainer. I don't know about that. What would your advice be? Don't do any sit-ups. <laughs> Try to do less reps and don't do it when you don't feel like Relax it. Relax a little bit Relax more. a do lot. Less. Yeah, yeah, do less. Less is more. Sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> no, not sleep, but maybe meditate or breathe, possibly. Right. Get up. Eat a plant. Eat a plant. How about that? Well, yeah. on the subject of eating plants, it's been a... Uh, it's kind of been a, a pretty crazy uh, last 24 hours for us. What's, it has been. <laughs> what's happening? What's happening? It, it looks like uh, it, it appears that uh, that we have appeared in the New York Times. Yeah, so just today, uh, today's Wednesday, September 30th. Uh, we're going to put this episode up the same day that we're recording it. Uh, so it's kind of contemporaneous with what's going on. And what's going on is that uh, the New York Times today uh, in the newspaper, there's a big profile on our family and kind of a canvassing of the vegan movement in Los Angeles. It's a big article that's the lead article on in the food section of the New York Times called Vegans Go Glam. Uh, and there's a giant picture of our entire family sitting around our fire pit. And then there's a lot of real estate for this article. It goes on and on and on. And then like the back page, there's another whole picture of our family. There's pictures of your food and your recipes. There's your recipe for the Mexican cacao brownies is right from the plant power way. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. It is. It's It's pretty beautiful. It's kind of surreal. I'm very, yeah, I'm very, very touched and uh, extremely grateful. And um, 
you know, kind of, we're kind of pinching ourselves a little bit. We, you know, we, we release the Plant Power Way. We really haven't had any national press yeah, at was, all. When did it come out? In, in April. No, May, April 28th. Right. Mm-hmm. So here we are at the end of, we're almost in October. Exactly. So it was very unexpected um, and, uh, and really, you know, pretty amazing and, uh, and spiritually aligned and planetarily timed perfectly just post-eclipse. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, as Julie said, we really didn't get any, we got zero national press around the plant power way. Like we, you know, we did what we could on the internet, like sort of pushing the levers and, and uh, you know, trying to foment as much interest as we could online. But it's not like, you know, the Today Show called or anything. Dr. Like Oz like, didn't call no, us. There was nothing, you know, there was no kind of like blue chip, you know, mainstream press that had any interest in what we were doing. So now here we are, you know, months and months after the fact and to get, you know, such an unbelievably beautiful, uh, you know, article that like features our whole family and kind of, you know, what we're trying to do and what we're all about and, you know, what the book speaks to is, uh, it's kind of, you know, it's just crazy. It's so crazy. And it came together (laughs) pretty, you know, organically and informally, you know, Jeff Gordinier, who wrote the article, he did a beautiful job on the piece. Amazing Um, writer. You know, he just contacted us, uh, out of the blue and said, you know, I have your book and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm loving it and I'm hearing good things and I'd love to come out and just like hang out with you guys. So he came out. Uh, I cooked a little. Julie cooked a whole bunch of stuff for <laughs> A little bit. He hung out like most of the day. He did. Right? He like, ended up staying like seven hours. <laughs> and, like you played music for him. Yeah. And he used to be a music writer for, I think. Uh, Entertainment, Entertainment Weekly. Entertainment Weekly, right? Uh-huh. So he, and so, he, you know, he has a foothold in music as well. So It's crazy. Anyway, it was just, that's like what, that's what we do at our house. Like when we have guests over, they come, we eat, we hang out. Uh, you know, there's generally some kind of impromptu concert that happens. You know? And then there's like, dessert. So he just kind of got the, the like, you the know, full treatment, ritual Julie Pied family treatment. Yeah. And, uh, and we're like, okay, well, that was cool. And, you know, who knows what will happen with that. And then here we are, I don't know, three weeks later or something like that with this beautiful. Well, and we knew, article. we knew that we, it wasn't only going to be on us because we knew that he was coming to LA and that he was interviewing other people. So, yeah. you know, as far as we knew, it could have been one line in the story. You know, you just didn't and, know. And the article is about, you know, it's about Tal Ronan and his restaurant Crossroads. And it's about some other, you know, cookbook authors and just kind of like how, um, you know, the plant-based movement is, is really capturing the attention and uh, the interest and the, and the passion of kind of a new demographic of people. So it is an article about a bunch of different people. And it very easily, we could have been, you know, a small marginal aspect mm-hmm. of that article. But, you know, this we were, of we were honored takes up like the entire <laughs> page, really you know, like, I did not expect that. It was and very so cool. Very like, cool. Wow. It was really, really such a blessing. We're deeply honored. And it was fun. It was, it was fun. And also interesting, because um, Jeff came in, First of all, he arrived kind of early and I was I was freaking out a little bit because I had about 15 dishes planned and, you know, we weren't I wasn't quite ready for him. So um, he did come a little bit early. Rich wasn't there and he came in and we started talking, but he was writing, you know, like Columbo. Like with the, like pad. the pad and just you know asking me questions and just scr- scratching scribble on the pad and he did that the entire seven hours like uh-huh. and it was, um, you know, just. Uh, surreal and, and amazing and I was very happy that he seemed to he seemed to enjoy all of my food a lot and uh, went back for a lot of seconds I made um, 
this new recipe, actually, it's not in the plant power way. It's um, raw beet ravioli with aged cashew truffle cheese. It's a recipe that I'm working on for my new nut cheese book that's going to be coming out. It's an ebook that I'm working on. Um, and then I did uh, Tower of Nachos, of course, our family favorite, which was like about three feet high in the center of the table. <laughs> and then um, I did uh, the veggie burgers. We scaled them down and we did veggie sliders, which worked great. So if anybody out there wants to try that, um, it's super great ap- um, appetizer. And then we did um, the amazingly popular Caesar salad, um, really a, a, a favorite of, of many. And then, um, you know, the, the uh, Mexican brownies. Oh, oh we did uh, mini tamales mm-hmm. with um, almond chipotle cheddar, also another recipe from the nut, uh, new nut cheese ebook that's coming out. Uh, so anyway, it was a beautiful, uh, beautiful day, beautiful experience. And we gave them all of our love and all of our heart and all of our honesty and then crossed our fingers. <laughs> Yo, you don't know. Like I said to Julie, I was like, you know, he was really cool and friendly and all that kind of stuff. But you got to remember. We think he's like, our friend. You know, but like, no, yeah, like, but like he's, he's our a reporter. Friend. I was like, yeah, but he's, he's a reporter. For like, the New York you, Times. You be careful what you say. Right. <laughs> You know, but no, he was great because, you know, he's not a vegan. It's That's not right. like he, no. you know, he was, this is like a new terrain for him in some regards. I mean, he's written about uh, the plant-based movement before. He's written about veganism. And he's the guy who wrote the profile of Dan Buettner, uh, the Blue Zones guy, who Dan, of course, has been on the podcast. Um, that was the, it was the lead article in uh, the Sunday Styles section of the New York Times, maybe six or eight weeks ago yeah and that was a article that kind of went crazy viral Mm -hmm. and and was an amazing thing and and this article which you know just came out today uh but but jeff emailed us and he's like hey check it out it's the it was the number one most emailed story on all of new york times that's crazy which is crazy right like think of how many i don't know how many articles go up on newyorktimes.com every day Mm -hmm. but a lot and certainly you know the most prominent uh, you know, newspaper, most well-respected newspaper, like arguably on the planet, uh, and then for this article that basically features our family and the and the and the sort of plant-based movement in Los Angeles to be the number one most emailed article on on the entire website is crazy. It's amazing. Right. And last night there was a really funny moment because <laughs> the New York Times, like, kind of they they scroll and circulate like the articles that they feature on the home homepage. And the image that they feature, and there was a moment for like, I don't know, a couple hours last night where uh, this article uh, was the lead article featured on the homepage of the New York Times. And the, the image that corresponded to it, which was like front and center, right under the masthead that said New York Times, was the picture of our daughter, Jaya. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. Like our eight-year-old daughter, like on the homepage of the New York Times. Like it was the most surreal thing. Like I'm like... This is what it's like when you take like psychedelic drugs. Like that's just, <laughs> I can't even like compute. Like that's so weird, you know. But what an amazing thing! Mm. And uh, and you know, yesterday, uh, the way this works is these articles go live. Uh, you know, twelve hours or so before the printed version. So even though today's the d- the day that the article is in print, um, I don't know what time it posted yesterday. Like around five o'clock or something like that. Jeff emailed and said, "Hey, it's it's up." Um, and I, I clicked on it and I was reading it on my computer and I just got so emotional. You know, I, I like literally teared up because it's kind of such a surreal thing to be, you know, sort of recognized in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Um, you know, I tweeted a while ago uh, this tweet that was something, I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was something like, um, if you're breaking paradigms, then you can't be pissed off when the mainstream doesn't, doesn't get you. you. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, it's like you can't. You That's know? right. Mm-hmm. And, and we're trying to kind of shift perspectives and, and, and uh, you know, change the way that people, uh, you know, what their, their relationship around food in certain ways. And, and that pushes buttons. It's an emotional issue. Um, and, and so we, we sort of acclimated to like, yeah, well, you know, Dr. Oz isn't going to call and the Today Show isn't going to call because what we're doing is kind of, you know, a out of the box, far, far field mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, but then to be kind of like in the New York Times, mm-hmm. like I, I wouldn't have predicted that something like that was possible or could happen. And, and, it, and it just got emotional because it brought into perspective like everything that we have endured and gone through to like get to this point, you know, like we you know, sacrificed a lot. Like it has not been an easy journey. Mm-hmm. Like we basically risked everything. We put everything on the line and there were plenty of moments. And we've talked about this, you know, many, many times on the podcast before. So there's no need to retread it. But, but, you know, I feel like. Finally. Yeah. Or like we earned it. And, you mm-hmm. know, part of that's like ego, you know, it's mm-hmm. like I'm more interested in the impact and the conversations that are going to occur around the movement and, you know, the idea of being plant-based, because it's not really about us. But on a symbolic level, you know, I think it's okay to pause and go, that's really fucking cool. Absolutely. I can't believe that that happened. Um, You know, reflecting back on where we were three years ago, four years ago, Mm -hmm. to what's happening now. It's uh, It's crazy. It's been a beautiful, miraculous, amazing arc. And I'm very, very grateful to be in this place and to be an ambassador of of this message yeah yeah and Um, we don't you know we are so extremely grateful and we you know we don't take it for granted not not one single minute do we take for granted and um you know yeah i mean the whole journey informs the experience and so um you know those those tough years were necessary for us to be able to serve at the level that we are and um and it's kind of, you know, I think it's human. I think, I think it's, it's something that we desire as human beings to connect with other individuals. And when you are breaking a paradigm or you are sort of treading a new path, it can be very lonely and it can be very isolating. And so it is nice and it's beautiful. And what it is is it's a recognition of the support that we have for this movement and um, for the energy of this new way of being on the planet um, uh, you know, by forces that are outside of ourselves, because, you know, this is just sort of happening um, due to the vibration that we're living and being and existing in. And all of the energy that's been cultivated from the podcast and from all of you guys and everybody who is um, connecting with us and and joining in the movement and having their own experiences around plant-based eating and sustainability and living from your heart. And so all of us combined together are creating uh, momentum in the movement. And there is great spiritual energy here that is supporting us in this endeavor. And so this is a very physical, visceral 3D proof <laughs> that's in a newspaper that's very reputable and very, you know, it's a, it's a very wide, wide uh, circulation and it's a very, very impactful. And so um, we should all, all of us who have 
um, taken the time and the care to shift our lives in every moment more in the direction of caring for our planet and caring for the animals and caring for ourselves by choosing plant-based foods on your plate should feel a little a little bit um, assured that um, it is all adding up to something. Mm-hmm. We don't maybe don't really know what it is yet, but it is adding up to something. Right. Uh, and I think in in kind of in honoring uh, this sort of auspicious moment of this article getting published today, uh, there is and, and kind of turning to listener questions. There was one that popped up that I think is relevant uh, to you know the New York Times piece, and and will allow us to kind of uh, get into it a little bit deeper. So let's just get into it. You ready for this? Let's do it. Okay, so this this uh, email question comes in from somebody named Joe. Uh, I'll just leave her last name off. It's a woman. Uh, it's a long email, so I'm going to kind of synopsize it. But it begins with, something has been bothering me. It started during your book launch when you talked about not being able to receive national media coverage, which is something we just talked about. But hey, Joe, uh, look what happened. I know. It grew deeper after I joined a vegan chat group on Facebook and felt alienated by the extremist approach to the world. Uh, And it became solidified when I walked into an event called Vegan Drinks, forgetting that I was carrying a leather handbag, thus making me a vegan pariah. What's bothering me is that people hate vegans because vegans have a zero tolerance policy. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. I get it. Any tolerance condones the slaughter of animals but doesn't Meatless Mondays at least lessen the slaughter, lessen the impact on the environment? Um, And so really, uh, this is a plea for inclusiveness or perhaps a a kind of questioning of of the best approach to kind of carry this message. Like she's saying, where's the inclusive plant-based community? You know, basically uh, only 2% of Americans identify as vegan, which means 98% of Americans find this lifestyle extreme and alienating. Um, and so that can create like divisiveness. So if you want to like move the ball forward and create, um, you know, m- more people interested in this environment, like what is the best way to do that essentially, right? So, um, and I think it, it dovetails into kind of something that's come out of this article because, you know, the article in the New York Times is called Vegans Go Glam. Right. So it's all about like glamour and fashion. And there's a there's a picture of the the uh, custom garage behind Crossroads uh, restaurant in Los Angeles, Tal Ronan's place, where they have like a special enclosed place where celebrities can park their car. So it's all about like how veganism has now become like this fashionista sort of thing. Right. There's an angle to that. Um, You know, and I think if I was writing the article, I perhaps might have focused more on how the culture is changing to embrace this as a more mainstream approach, you know, because people are more interested in sustainability and health, et cetera, and, you know, the ethics surrounding this movement. Um, and I understand why the article is written the way that it is written, but I think that, that what, you know, kind of our perspective has always been, and, and kind of the angle with the plant power way was to show people a different side of what it means to be plant-based or vegan and kind of take it out of that, that um, stereotypical, you know, kind of hippie context of like, oh, well, vegans are spindly, weakling, you know, people wearing Birkenstocks. There's a visual image that, that goes along with that and say, no, this can be modern and cool and current. And, you know, this is how we're doing it. And, and kind of how we live our life is in alignment with that. And the way that we wrote the book is is in alignment with that. But then it gets then it gets sort of pitched as 
oh, well, you're just like, you're glamorous. You know what I mean? And that becomes another way to like create divisiveness. Or you're privileged. You're privileged. So, you know, you're the few with the chosen genetics or the silver spoon in your mouth because you can afford. It's it's that whole argument about how, you know, uh, you know, pure food is so expensive, you know, which is. In my right. opinion, I would do that if I had if your I had life, the money, or if I had no. your life, or <laughs> right. you know, you guys are living this perfect life, and it's like we don't live a perfect life. Like we worked really hard to get to this place of uh, where we can, where we can, you know, kind of carry this message, right? And it's it's not we're not doing it perfectly. Yeah, I mean, it's very you know, it's very hard in one article, and you know, as we as we're just being introduced to sort of a new population or a new a new um, you know a, a a new group of 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 humans, you know, that don't know about us. Um, so my hope is, is of course the article is, you know, is, um, sort of on a surface level of that, like vegan is glamorous or whatever, but hopefully the vibration and seeing our family together to the ones that are ready to the ones that are ready. And they're really, and they, they must be ready because it's the number one emailed story on the New York times. And even though there are many, many, many negative comments, <laughs> even though those are there, which it's I'm not going to, which read. we're not rich is not reading them, but I'm, and I'm not reading them either. But the, the thing is, is that, you know, you, you touch on a button and, and so you're going to get that that response. But for the people that are ready, um, we're just we've op- they've opened the door. They're opening the door to these people. And hopefully these people will come and they'll listen to the podcast and they'll read Finding Ultra and they'll get to know us the way that our listeners know us. And they'll see that things aren't exactly what they seem. Um, and I've you know, I'm uh, I'm I have a I don't want to say I don't choose to associate myself with any marketing campaigns that call being vegan sexy. Um, I'm not judging it for other people, but that's not a vibration that I want to cultivate. Um, I want to cultivate something much deeper than that. A much, there has to be a deeper reason for living a human life. Can you be sexy at the same time, though? You absolutely can be. (laughs) And I would even say that you would be more sexy at the end of it if you, in fact, connected with your authentic self. But I think this whole sexy campaign is, it's it's a little bit uh, disingenuous and it's a little bit, um, it's just a little meek. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's not very deep. Let's put it that way. It's not very deep. And I'm all for sexy and I'm all for all of that. But, you know, really, like, do we have to present every single argument that it's, that it's, it will make you sexy or be associated with sex? Like sex is the best thing. I'm not saying sex is the best thing. I'm saying true, deep heart, spiritual connection is the best thing. And when you have that sexual creativity and sexual health is part of that and it's beautiful but i'm not you know i'm not really into the you know sexy as trapper says sexy easy vegan series right right right. (laughs) well i mean i think that that you know part of the article i think there's actually a quote in the article something that like um you know if you want to if you want to like get people interested in this movement you know use use honey, not vinegar, like, you know, attract people to something that is 
alluring as opposed to presenting it as, you know, perhaps altruistic, but kind of deprivation oriented. You know what I mean? So, so sexiness kind of comes with that landscape, I suppose. And that gets thrown in there because that sells, you know, TV shows and newspapers and page views and the like. So I understand why there, there's, you know, people would try to craft, you know, messaging around that term. But, you know, I agree with you. You know, this is about something far beyond that. Um, but I think that there is wisdom in trying to present it as, as you know, attractive and aspirational as opposed to kind of burdensome. No, absolutely. Attractive and aspirational by all means. But um, when you're promoting sexiness in a certain stereotype, you're instantly eliminating a whole, a whole bunch of people. You know, so when you're talking about just connecting with your authentic heart and finding out who you are and how God created you so that you can live that that is inclusive of everyone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think the sexy thing really sort of sells us short. Right. That's, that's, you know, but of course, we wrote The Plant Power Way. You know, The Plant Power Way is not a cookbook for vegans. It is a lifestyle guide and cookbook for every single variation of eating that you could you know, you could be experiencing in your life. It's uh, offered with open arms. It's not just for white people in Calabasas. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's just um, I think all of our messaging messaging has been that. And it's, uh, you know, it's just a great place to start to start adding more plant based meals into your life, into your a body and introducing this, these new healing herbs and plants into your body. And I always say, you don't even have to give anything else up. Just simply add these foods in and then see what happens along your journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why it's so hilarious. To me. I mean, that's been our intention all along. And, and I feel like we accomplished that in the book. So it's kind of hilarious when people then look at it and go, and then they project onto that, like, they can no longer make the argument like, oh, well, this is about, you know, like, I don't want to be vegan because I don't want to be a spindly hippie. Now we're presenting a different light. So they have to come up with a different argument because if people are afraid or intimidated by it, then what are they going to say? They're going to say, then they have to say, oh, well, you know, what's it going to be? Like, I, I don't, you know, I don't live in a modern house in Calabasas, so I'm not going to do that or I can't do that. Yeah. And that just means that that person is not, you know, either it's not their their soul uh, journey or they're not interested or they're not ready yet. And that's fine. All of that is fine and to be respected and honored. And there's no problem with that. Mm-hmm. So what we who we are trying to activate or reach or hold a handout to are the people who are ready who, who find something within our message that is speaking to them, to f- who find something in the way that we are living their lives that they would like to emulate or they would like to experience more of in their life. And, um, you know, the, the article is true. It's authentic. You know, like I said, I mean, we, we truly uh, uh, opened our arms, welcomed Jeff into our home, and we gave him the pure plant power way experience, um, just like we do everybody else who comes to our house. And I feel like he represented that um, very honorably um, with a lot of care and a lot of intelligence. And um, I'm very grateful uh, for his celebration of our family in the New York Times. Yeah, absolutely. No question about it. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, and to kind of speak to Joe's you know, issue and concern here about inclusiveness, um, you know, I get it. Like I'm, I'm on her page, you know, basically like our whole approach is always 
to to kind of present a welcome mat for people that are interested and i'm not gonna i'm not here to like judge anyone else or take their inventory or lecture people about the ills of you know whatever like if people want to talk about those issues i'm happy to talk to them about it but i'm not going to sit or stand in judgment of somebody else's behavior pattern basically we just try to focus on what we're doing like control your own actions take ownership of that and 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 domain over that and you know be like as josh lajani said in one of the podcasts like be the lighthouse you know be the lighthouse like and as you say like be the jedi knight who doesn't get rattled by everything else that's going on around them stand in your strength uh and i think that uh that's a more powerful vibration um and i think that there's a lot of wisdom in that as opposed to um, you know, shaming somebody because they're not doing it the way that you think that they should do it. Like this is not an effective strategy to get people to change their behavior patterns. But it's an interesting thing because, like when we were at Summerfest, I heard this uh, lecture by Gary Francione, who's a professor of law at Rutgers, and he takes a very incredibly hardcore stance on like animal rights, like from an abolitionist perspective, like he's against meatless Mondays because he thinks that that makes people feel better about eating meat on the six other days of the week. And he's against Whole Foods because they have marketing images of, of animals and happy farmers that makes you feel better about purchasing an animal product, which is actually moving you away from the goal of eliminating those products and sort of, you know, preserving the lives of these animals you get that point right so so he wants to stand way out on a limb and take that really hardcore stance um, but i think that in terms of trying to uh you know get people interested in this lifestyle um i think that that is that can be is generally repelling to the average human being right mm -hmm. so by giving somebody permission to experiment and be imperfect and allow them to ask questions and and not feel like they're going to be judged and all of that is a much more, um, you know, compassionate way of carrying the message. Uh, it, it, it may not, you know, it may take, you know, everybody, every, like Gary would say in his, <laughs> Gary said in his speech, like, everybody wants to talk about their journey. They're on their journey. And he's <laughs> like, I don't care about your journey. He's like, we're running out of time. Like we're destroying the planet. All mm -hmm. these animals are dying every single day. Like who cares about your journey? Mm -hmm. But you know, Everybody is on their journey, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And you can't like expedite that person's journey. You can be, um, you can be available to them to help them, you know, perhaps make better decisions or be kind of the lighthouse for them uh, in certain regards on certain issues that they're interested in. But you're not gonna be able to, you know, sort of compel somebody to change who isn't ready to change. We're brought to you today by recovery.com. I've been in recovery for a long time. It's not hyperbolic to say that I owe everything good in my life to sobriety. And it all began with treatment and experience that I had that quite literally saved my life. And in the many years since, I've in turn helped many suffering addicts and their loved ones find treatment. And with that, I know all too well just how confusing and how overwhelming and how challenging it can be to find the right place and the right level of care, especially because unfortunately, not all treatment resources adhere to ethical practices. It's a real problem, a problem I'm now happy and proud to share has been solved by the people at recovery.com who created an online support portal designed to guide, to support and empower you 
to find the ideal level of care tailored to your personal needs. They've partnered with the best global behavioral health providers to cover the full spectrum of behavioral health disorders, including substance use disorders, depression, anxiety, eating disorders, gambling addictions, and more. Navigating their site is simple. Search by insurance coverage, location, treatment type, you name it. Plus, you can read reviews from former patients to help you decide. Whether you're a busy exec, a parent of a struggling teen, or battling addiction yourself, I feel you. I empathize with you. I really do. And they have treatment options for you. Life and recovery is wonderful. And recovery.com is your partner in starting that journey. When you or a loved one need help, go to recovery.com and take the first step towards recovery. To find the best treatment option for you or a loved one, again, go to recovery.com. Meditation has been a recurring theme on this podcast, dating back to its beginnings. And in conversation always leads people to asking me about the best way to begin. There are no shortage of modalities, of resources and apps available. I have experience with many of them, but my mainstay, I have to say, the one that I have found most useful is waking up. It's this unique treasure trove of wisdom that has become so important to my daily routine that the app finds itself right in the dock of my phone for immediate fingertip access. Beyond its robust catalog of daily meditations, it's also this extraordinary library of mindfulness resources that go well beyond the strictures of meditation with courses on stoicism, cognitive behavioral therapy, time management, procrastination, as well as thoughtful conversations with leading scholars on everything from psychedelics to happiness. It really is one of the most worthy investments you can make in yourself. And listeners of the show can get 30 days to try waking up for free. Plus, you'll save $30 on the in-app price. If price is a concern, Waking Up offers the app for free, astonishingly for anyone who can't afford it. You can find the links on their website to get a full scholarship right now. Just go to wakingup.com slash richroll to start your free month today. That's wakingup.com slash richroll. What is the meaning of life? What happens when we die? What is our purpose here? If like me, you ponder these delicious existential questions, I have got just the thing for you. It's called Soul Boom. It's a podcast hosted by everyone's favorite best friend and my friend, the deep thinking and deeply hilarious Rain Wilson, where he communes with intellectuals and entertainers, theologians and philosophers in intimate exchanges that tickle the mind, heart, and yes, the soul. Subscribe to Soul Boom on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. I think that this is a, an interesting subject, and I think that we all can benefit from focusing on our own journey, cleaning our own house, taking care of our own imbalance issues. And I hear from people often who write in or they'll tell me, well, you know, I want to do great service work or I want to take care of the homeless or I want to start a hospice or I want to help all these people. But the reality is, unless you are in a place of wholeness and unless you have truly gone deep within and you are healed and you are whole, 
whole. You're in no place to hold space for other people. And I think sometimes in the vegan, in the, any movement, actually, there's this kind of, um, you know how when you're, uh, it's, it's very human nature, you'll hear somebody talk about a certain subject, like uh, it'll it would be like some sort of um, behavior that's, out, that's in balance. And immediately your mind will go to someone you know who has that quality, who could really use this advice, right? Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is that, all the advice you're using should be for yourself. Like take, take the advice, apply it to your own life so that you can balance your own being and then you can be a radiant example. And you can then watch people in their illusion, watch people in their uh, unawareness with compassion and just know that by you holding that space, they're going to transform in their own time. And you know, there's an aspect of me, I, I agree with this speaker, you know, there, I can also get sort of like, okay, enough of the journey stuff. Like we, we are on the planet and we are running out of water and the glaciers are melting and animals are being slaughtered. And so there's a, but you're on your journey, but I am on my journey. (laughs) But the other thing is, is, is uh, I, you know, I know from experience, you can't make another person change. And the best way to cultivate, um, expansion and evolution is to be a living example. That is the greatest thing you can do is to be a knower of yourself, a knower of God, a knower of creativity so that you can be a way shower of those beautiful divine qualities until you know that within yourself. And, and I mean, I don't mean you read it in a book. I mean, you've, you've owned it. You've, you've, digested the information and that has become a part of you, then you can't, when you've done that, then you can stand as a living example. And you will, it's funny because I I know for myself in the earlier stages of this process, there were a lot of times where I was misunderstood. I was not recognized. I was even brutalized. I mean, uh, with, you know, judgment, horrible judgment, horrible things, you know, said to me about my process that I was undertaking with you, with my kids. And in my little human moments, sometimes I, you know, my ego would think they're going to see someday that I'm right. Like Mm -hmm. my ego is like, I'm going to get this satisfaction. And then on further reflection in meditation, I would laugh at my ego because I knew that by the time I had the recognition, my ego would no longer need that that validation. So, it, it, so, so, so then what is your experience like picking up this newspaper today and seeing that? Do you have any any like like little ting tinge of like I wonder if so and so saw this? No. Like whoever any of those people no. are that like No, I really don't. I have to say completely I have nothing. I have only I have the sense that we are instruments of this message. I have a sense of extreme gratitude for consciousness, for God, for you, for our beautiful children, for uh, our beautiful partner, Greg, who has been such an amazing part of our journey. Um, I have this overwhelming gratitude of knowing that I am, I am in this space only by the grace of God. And I'm grateful and I'm enjoying the comments and I'm enjoying people. I appreciate it, but I'm not attached to it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, 
it feels, you know, it feels right. And it feels like it has its own trajectory and it is going to develop in its own timing as is divinely mandated. And our job is to continue to continually balance ourselves, clear ourselves, commit to the work again and again and again and again, and to cultivate compassion and gratitude and remember every moment we're only here, only by the grace of God. Right. I think it's uh, important um, to really connect with uh, a sense of humility and an understanding that, like, you know, it's cool to see ourselves in the New York Times, but it's, it isn't about us. You know, it's like we, for some reason the universe has chosen us to be a cipher for this message, but we don't own the message, and it's not about our ego. We're just like a vessel for carrying a certain vibration that hopefully can be helpful and transformative to, to other people. And, you know, what you were saying kind of reminded me of that and something that came up in the podcast that I did with Jeff Castellas that I'm putting up on Sunday. That's the next one. And he's talking about all the amazing musicians that, that he's worked with. And we were talking about like what, what the elements of, of a successful band that's able to stay together for long periods of time and like what the kind of alchemy of that is. And he said the people that can really make it happen are the ones that, that A, uh, you know, have the humility to understand that, uh, that, uh, that it isn't theirs, like that, that, that creative spirit that creates this music they don't own it they're a vessel for it but it doesn't come from them and the people that really understand that on a deep profound level are the ones that are grounded enough to kind of weather the ups and downs and the storms that come with being in a successful band and the second thing is is being able to have a life outside of it, right? So where you're not defined by, you know, whether or not you are, you know, having, you're on the billboard list or you have an article about yourself in the New York Times because you're clear on what your message is. And these are just sort of extraneous, they're cool things, they're like shiny little things that dangle in front of you, you know, that are sparkly and, and definitely attractive to the ego. Um, but if your relationship to them is is out of balance, then I think that that can lead you astray. So for me, it's about um, trying to maintain that groundedness and that sense of humility and that understanding that it isn't about me, it is about something bigger than me that I have to be you know, on my knees in service of and connect with gratitude, right? So another thing that happened this week was I was, I was listening to an interview with uh, Brian Grazier, the film producer, it was the Nerdist podcast, I think. And I love Brian Grazier. He's a character. He's made amazing movies, but he just seems like such a cool dude. And he lives in Malibu. Like I see him, I don't know him, but I've seen him walking around Malibu. He's a big surfer and stuff like that. And uh, I'm always like, he just looks like a cool dude like that I would like to talk to. And he said something really interesting in this interview that stuck with me, which was, I can't remember what the question presented to him was. It was something like, uh, it was something like, you know, how, you know, how do you account for being successful for so many years or something like that? And he said, uh, he said, I'm really, I'm really good at gratitude. Like, I'm really good at gratitude. And I was like, wow, that's such a cool answer. It's like, 
I wish I was good at gratitude. <laughs> you know, like, like I get that. And I, I, I'm not good at gratitude. Like, I try and I fail and I try and I fail and I understand intellectually the importance of being in gratitude, but it's not my default state. It's something that I have to like cultivate and work towards. And I was like, I'd really like to be good at gratitude. And I was like, I was riding my bike when I was listening to this podcast, it was yesterday. I was like, I wonder what would happen if I just focused on that one thing. Like, I'm gonna get good at gratitude. Like, I'm gonna get really good at gratitude. That's awesome. Like, how would that change my experience in my life? Like, if that was like my main thing, like, I'm gonna get good at gratitude. It would change it so, quantumly. Right. But I'm now, like, certain. like, that's cool. Like, I'd like to be good at gratitude. I'd also like to be good at like being irritable sometimes. No, let's not. You gotta <laughs> like, let that go. I know. It's sort of like, <laughs> I wanna have all those things, but it's like, okay, cool. Like, that being good at gratitude sounds awesome. Okay, good. So, how do I? So, should we so start? How do I, can yeah, we like, start now? But like, how am I going to do, like, tell me how that happens. Okay, so let's start. So first of all, this is actually beautiful, divine timing here. So Joe, thank you for back. bringing that we're up. We're not done with Joe's question. We're, we're going to get back okay. to it. Okay, Joe, like, you're awesome ahead. though. You, you, you were divinely timed. Um, okay, so we're traveling tomorrow, which is generally a time in your life where um, you could uh, benefit from cultivating gratitude. Well, I can so, always benefit. No, I no, but specifically when you're flying. Specifically when you're flying. So yeah. So I'm just gonna get you can I give you a, a task or I mean do you want do you yeah, want that kind? Is that a, is that okay with you? Yes. Okay. Give me the list of Okay, things. so so your homework is to wake up in the morning in gratitude. And if you're not in gratitude, you have to wake up ahead of time so that you can write a journal that will shift you to gratitude. Like write a page, right? And then from the time we leave the house to the time we touch down in Washington, D.C., you, your, your homework is to cultivate gratitude in every moment. Right, With every person you see, I want you to hear internally, thank you. I want you to look at them as if they were a child of God, every single being you meet. You have to stop with that awareness. And when they hand you something, you have to look in their eyes and say, thank you. So that's my task for you to do that from the time you leave to the time that we touch down. And then whatever you do from there, you're, you're on your own. All right. Well, we'll see how that goes. Do you think you can do that? How do you feel about that? Yeah. I mean, I need the brass tacks, like assignment. It's, it's sort of like, well, just be grateful. You know what I mean? Like, that sounds awesome. Like, but like, what is it? You're like, well, make sure you wake up in gratitude. I'm like, all right, well, what if I don't wake? You know, like, then I just to, said, I'm wake interested up. in the process okay. of shifting. So wake up. And then if you it, see, just intend that you're going to wake up grateful. Okay. Just intend that. Let's start there. If you wake up and you're not grateful, then write a gratitude journal. That's a practice that you do, I think. Yeah. So you know how to do that. Okay. And then just the simple, the simple um, homework is, Everyone you interact with in the airport, in the coffee shop, on the plane, in the baggage, every single person, your children, me, when you're interacting with them, I want you to be thinking inside yourself, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Those two that's mantras, kind of, that's, that's like it. An, that's like an act as if thing. Exactly. There you go. Act as if. Because... It doesn't necessarily mean that I feel that way. Just keep. But, but I have to like say that to myself. Say that to yourself and say it 
you'll you'll find the more that you say it, the more that you'll feel it because thoughts are things and words have vibrations. All right, I'll okay. give it a shot. We give that a shot. Report back to everybody. Report back. We'll yeah. let you guys know how how it went. You are listening to this podcast because you care about improving your health and your well-being. But this quest is incomplete if you have yet to add my friend Dr. Rangan Chatterjee's Feel Better, Live More podcast into your listening quiver. An RRP favorite and someone I'm personally quick to call when I'm in need of good advice. From nutrition to mindset, fitness, and relationships, each episode is packed with the tools you need to become the architect of your health. Subscribe to Feel Better, Live More, available wherever you get your podcasts and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. There are certain rare people who have a powerful voice and know how to use it. My friend Amanda Decadene is one such human. The podcast is called The Conversation because it is the conversation. A groundbreaking series of raw and honest exchanges on the issues that matter most. Mental health, sex, politics, ambition, gender roles, and more. Listen to The Conversation wherever you get your podcasts and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. There is so much health information out there. It can feel overwhelming and leave even the most well-intentioned confused about what's what and who to trust. Well, the first person that I call when I'm seeking clarity is my friend and nutrition expert, Simon Hill, host of the fantastic podcast, The Proof. Each week, Simon matches wits with brilliant scientists, translating their evidence-based insights into actionable tools for better well-being. Subscribe to The Proof, available wherever you get your podcasts, and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. All right, well, I kind of feel like we didn't fully answer Joe's question about um, kind of dealing with the zero-tolerance policy world of veganism. And I don't really have an answer to that. I think that, um, look, you know, if there's a group of, of people uh, that are in that world that have that, that are carrying that kind of vibration and that bothers you, you're not going to get them to change. You can change your environment. You don't have to hang out with them. The only thing that you can change is how, you know, your level of compassion, how you're interacting with other people in the same way, like, yeah, I'm going to try to shift my energy and be more in gratitude with the people that I interact with. Perhaps you can do the same thing in terms of your sort of, you know, acceptance and, and compassion for other people who are interested in learning a little bit about this journey, but maybe aren't as far along the path as you are, right? I mean... Yeah, I mean, I think also that as human beings becoming divine beings, we have to remember that we have to integrate our entire experience, right? I mean, we're where we are right now in this moment because of all of our experiences. So for instance, in the article, Jeff talks about my dad dragging home wild game. And it, the article ends with, you know, me saying that I ate bear once. And, uh, you know, I don't feel any shame about that part of my life. It's like those were the conditions that I was raised in. And I don't feel um, a big separation from my father because 
that was the family I incarnated into. I just, it's just who I was. It's where I came from, you know, and, uh, and also, you know, with the leather handbag, Joe, you know, again, we, we all come into this awareness at different states uh, of our journey. And, you know, we have some How leather goods. You? How dare you with all this journey talk. The journey talk. talk. I know. Um, but we all have certain things. You know, it's, it's kind of a progression. So, you know, I have some leather items that are still in my closet. I will tell you that I, um, I will almost not wear them at all. I mean, except for some vintage shoes. Um, I now have a cloth handbag. But I still have my old leather one wrapped up in the back of the closet, you know. And I probably can't carry it anymore like I just can't not because of the New York Times article (laughs) but just because no I mean I just think the thing is is it's like I think you should have compassion for yourself and respect and honor for yourself your 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 progression is your progression and you don't have to be on somebody else's timeline Mm -hmm. you know it's like you will get there in your own awareness when the time is right for you and where is there anyway you know, where are we trying to get anyway? So I think it's by having compassion for ourselves and sort of, you know, including all of our experience. You know, I go out with my dad, you know, and he wears an NRA cap on his head and, you know, he's 92 and, you know, at, at that twilight of his life. <laughs> um, and it's like, that's who he is. Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to apologize about him? You know, when I go into Cafe Gratitude? No, I'm not. You know, it's just, it's kind of, co- the whole thing's kind of comical. Well, and also I feel like kind of interlineated, you know, between the lines and the, the, the paragraphs of this email from Joe is kind of a, a, a frustration and, um, and an innate desire for these other groups, you know, of plant-based people out there to change. Like she's suffering uh, because she wishes that these other groups would perceive this issue in the same way that she does but they don't right so you have to let that go everybody has their own way of carrying whatever message that they're carrying and the world is a big place and there's room for all of these things so if you believe that a better way to carry the message is the way that you're doing it then that's what you should do Mm -hmm. right and stop stop like focusing on what other people are doing or not doing. Yeah, don't worry about it. I mean, and some of that also is, you know, it's it's age-related too. You know, if you're in your 20s, you know, it's going to be more of a political movement, you know, or if you've been doing it a long time, you're probably really exhausted, like and been waiting for everybody else to wake up and you're probably a little weary. So I understand that, you, you know. Ang- sometimes you get angry. Of course, I understand. You know, I'm compassionate. It's like I'm compassionate to everybody. But for, you know, for me, I trust my own life. So I would say, trust your life, trust yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no mistakes. You're right where you're supposed to be now. So continue to do that. Continue to explore deep within yourself. Continue to find these buttons. You know, when these buttons get pushed, become the witness, watch them, you know, um, take it like a game, lighten up. And, you know, and I would say, choose plants on your plate and make a big difference. But do it with love and compassion and a little humor and, uh, and just some acceptance and, and, uh, and compassion for, for everyone. How about some sexiness? 
Definitely, and definitely make it very sexy. <laughs> and very glam. <laughs> and very glamorous. <laughs> yes, cool. All right, well, I think that's a good place to shut it down for okay. the day and wrap it up. Awesome. So, so, thank you, Julie. Thanks, Ritual. thanks, Joe, for the great question. Yeah. And thanks, Jeff Gordinier, for writing an amazing article in Jeff, the Jeff, thank Times you so that, much. Uh, it was really beautiful to spend the afternoon with you. Yes, that and an article that opened up our life and our world to so many yeah. people, and hopefully that will create a lot of you know new interest in this plant-based movement and that's really all that i care about that's right um and what else if you live in la uh or your travels take you through this part of the world um come on by joy cafe that's our awesome organic plant-based gluten-free eatery in westlake village i was just there before i came here had some amazing superfood pancakes and my julie's divine smoothie i saw joy she's amazing Saw Nick. They're always so happy. The energy's fantastic, and the food is all organic, local, vegan, amazing. Yeah, cool. I went there yesterday on my ride. I, f- I finished my ride at Joy Cafe and just picked up takeout, and there was a family eating there um, that was, I think they were, tra- they were Australian. I think they were going back to Australia. I don't know where they were coming from. And they specifically uh, um, uh, configured their itinerary and their flight to have this really long layover at LAX so that they could rent a car and go to Joy Cafe. So there's like six of them, That's so like this sweet. family and their little kids, and then this the, the guy's dad, like the dad, like the grandpa was there. It was incredible. Aww. It was super nice. I was I so just, glad that I happened to be there because they're podcast fans. They went so to cool. Like go to well, today I ran into a young couple from Boston who said hi, mm-hmm. who also... Uh, they're in town for a, a nutrition event, and they scheduled their trip so they could come by Joy Cafe. So Joy Cafe is becoming an international hub of ritual <laughs> podcast fans. The hilarious thing is that for people that don't live in L.A., like if you knew how far LAX, the airport, is from Joy Cafe, like it's not close, right? It's like so an that's hour a commitment. And a half. That's it's amazing, cool. You know? No, they yeah, were happy. Yeah. They enjoyed it. It was amazing. Cool. And uh, you, we're also partners with uh, the Karma Baker, which is a vegan and gluten-free bakery that's also in Westlake Village. Uh, they make incredibly delicious desserts. That's right. And the creator, Celine, is truly an artist. She just has amazing, amazing uh, baked goods. And please do check them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. I you think won't be disappointed. They're working on like a direct-to-consumer delivery. Is it model, up yet or no? I don't think so. No. It will so be soon, though. They, they're in most of the grocery store chains in mm-hmm. our area. And it's, you know, this is a new startup, so it's slowly rolling out. But I, I can tell you, like, their desserts are insane, insanely good. So, you know, it's cool with the podcast that we kind of serve the global community uh, through the Internet and the airwaves. But through Karma Baker and, the, and Joy Cafe, there's something different about being able to kind of serve the local community right yeah it's like really good involved in your local community and trying to you know change the vibration you know in your immediate surroundings with the people that you share your living space with right so it's very cool uh we have two courses at mindbodygreen.com the ultimate guide to plant-based nutrition and the art of living with purpose just go to mindbodygreen.com and click on video courses for information about that keep sending in your questions for future Q&A podcast, the info at richroll.com. Uh, if you're digging on Julie, she's at Srimati on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, her Instagram's on fire lately with amazing recipe photos. So check that out for sure. Um, and are we going to end this with a song? Yes. What song is that? Held So Sweetly. Held So Sweetly. Yeah. Have and we I done just, that one on the podcast yet? If we did it, it's a long time ago. Okay. 
I'm running out of songs. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, you start I'm recording more. more. Um, and uh, I just want to say a happy birthday to our nephew, Harrison, who turns 24 today. And he's been living with us for a few years and makes our life uh, extremely beautiful and meaningful. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to call him uh, my spiritual son. So I'm... Um, so happy that we get to celebrate his birthday with him today. Yeah, we're going out to a dinner tonight for his birthday, right? Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, okay, everybody, honey. for supporting the show. We love you guys. Thanks uh, so this much. Has been an incredible, extraordinary, amazing journey. Thank you for taking it with us. Uh, and uh, we have some amazing shows coming up for you guys soon. Uh, Sunday's episode is Jeff Castellez president of Electra Records, uh, who has an amazing life story. I'm really proud of that interview. I'm going to post that on Sunday night. So there's that to look forward to and many, many more. So until then. Awesome. And if you uh, haven't gotten a copy of The Plant Power Way, pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. It's super glam. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. Peace. Plants. Namaste. Ever since I was a little girl, I've been waiting, waiting. I've been waiting for you, searching in the sunlight on the Bubbling stream inside my head. Am I insane? And though words could never show, still I.
Like I was wrapped up in hell, so sweet. 